Hey guys, this is Sean Walla, also known as Showing Your Realtor. Yo. Continue to educate yourself because this business is always evolving. Just continue to learn. With it, talk to you guys later. What's going on guys, this is Sean Wallow, also known as Sean, your realtor. Welcome to the Strictly Free Game Podcast. Before we start, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification button, um, just lock into the free game. I am Sean, your realtor, like I said, whatever you wanna call me, just make sure you call me. I have my guy here today. This is literally the first time we've met in person. I think, this is the first time we met in person. I think so, but we've been talking for a while. Yeah, we've been talking over yeah, Graham yeah. and everything for a I've while. I've showed your listings, i put offers on your listings. <laughs> exactly. You know, didn't lock anything up, but soon, that's coming soon. That's coming yeah. soon, that's coming soon. That's, sure. that's probably why we, everything brought us this energy here together yeah, today. Yeah, definitely. But we always kick it through DM, and I'm like, yo, Don, we gotta, yeah. we gotta have this conversation over the pod. Yeah. Before I even introduce you, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Donovan Bailey, uh, for short. Uh, many people know me as Don Bailey. Um, on Instagram, Don Bailey NY, the number one. Um, you know, real estate agent. I have, um, you know, been a commercial appraiser before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done various things in real estate. Dope, dope. Well, how long have you been in the business? As far as selling houses, mm-hmm. it's a funny question. Yeah. Real funny question. So, I took my real estate classes many years ago, right? And never took a state test. Okay. So it was like, I took it like... Well, like the, like the school test? and never took the state test? I never took the state test. Okay. So I took the, the classes. It was like a summer, Saturdays, all day, you know, like nine to five kind of thing. And um, I was, you know, in my mid-twenties probably. Oh, no, early twenties. Early twenties. Um, so I sacrificed some nice, nice days, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, especially in the summer. And um, <laughs> I was in a basement of like a, a motel or something. That's where they gave the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, no windows. So during lunch, we come up for air, <laughs> come out, see beautiful sunny days. And it's like, man, I could be doing something else. But, you know, <laughs> so I wanted to get in real estate. Um, at the time, I was a commercial real estate appraiser. Okay, before you, got you, before you went for your before license. Before I even got, you know, before I even, no, let me tell you. So before I even took the state test. Okay. So I had passed the class and I never took the state test for years. Wow. Okay. And um, then what ended up happening is they raised the hours to 75 hours. So I had to take up a makeup class, like a 25-hour makeup class. <laughs> to make up for the difference To make up, to, in order to qualify to take the state test. Wow. Okay. So um, that's just to tell you like how long ago like, yeah. it was. Um, so I did that. Um, I passed the test on the first tr- shot. God, oh, that's a flex. It took me. <laughs> I passed it on the third shot. Really? The third try, yeah. Oh. You I know probably what? shouldn't have took it the first time. So I, I already study. had taken um, appraisal classes, so a lot of the information was like overlapping. So I already knew it. Okay. So it was like stuff that was covered in like my intro classes, like the beginning classes, like um, the R one, R two, um, you know, for commercial or real estate appraising. Um, so I, I pretty much knew all the information and, and at that time I was already appraising for years already. Okay. So I got my license and, um, at the time I was living in Staten Island and I said, um, I didn't really know anybody out there. I know a handful of people, mm-hmm. but not, I'm not from there. I was not just living there. there. Okay. Yeah. I was just living there for like six years in Tottenville beach. Um, and, uh, I joined a local brokerage. They were big on the island, old school. Um, I was going on the weekends for training and I was helping agents uh, do open houses. Okay. 
but like my life shifted and I ended up moving to Pennsylvania. Okay. Right? So um, I was not going, you know, from Pennsylvania to Staten Island to do open houses. No, nah, that, that didn't, that and, didn't make um, sense. You know, what ended up happening was I just was inactive. Okay. Um, it came time for me to renew my license, and I came back to Long Island to uh, take my continuing education classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is, you know, a couple of years later already. Um, I ended up staying in Long Island for a little bit, and um, I got with you know, my current broker now. Okay. Once I um, renewed my license, I, you know, came back as a Long Island realtor, right? And I already had a full-time job as a commercial appraiser at this point. Okay. So the time that we're talking about when I got my license um, till the time I actually started in real estate was probably over 10 years. Like, I don't know. It was a very long time. Wow. It was a okay. very, it was a very, okay. it's a big stretch yeah. from the date that I took my real estate classes to the time I actually started working in real estate sales. Wow. And I, I want to clarify, um, you know, um, you know, real estate sales because everybody thinks real estate, they only think about sales. Real yeah. estate is more than sales, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, get into sales because people always ask you, you know, friends, family, oh, what do you do for a living? And I tell them, I'm a commercial real estate appraiser. Yeah. They hear real estate and they think you sell houses. A, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't do anything with houses. <laughs> you know, it's all commercial buildings, whether it's shopping centers, well, industrial. What, what made you get into commercial uh, being a, an appraiser? Okay, so... What happened was, I was 16 years old. I was working in um, auto parts store. Okay. And uh, my grandmother uh, worked as uh, like an accountant in an appraisal company, and um, they needed summer help. Somebody was going on vacation, and they needed somebody to answer phones, that kind of thing. Um, you know, front desk work um, and some light clerical work. And she was like, "I have opportunity for you," you know. Mm -hmm. um, so at the time I had a big afro, I had, <laughs> I had the beard, you know, not as big as this, but yeah. you know, it was big for a 16 year old. Yeah, I, I, and, I'm um, thinking, I'm like, beard, 16, damn, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I cleaned up myself a little bit. They took me to Macy's, they brought me some, you know, some ties <laughs> and some dress shirts, you know. Um, some of those ties I still have to this day. And uh, they interviewed me and I started working there, you know, answering the phones. They okay. taught me how to be a receptionist, yeah. how to transfer the calls and stuff, um, how to use a fax machine. Are um, oh, you taking a backpack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, um, you know, this was, you know, like in the late 90s, right? Yeah. So I was just so fascinated. I was like, what do you guys do here? Because mm -hmm. I never asked my grandmother, like, what exactly? I was like, you know, it's a company. She works at. You deal with real estate stuff, you know? Yeah. So I was just like, what do you do here, you know? And then everybody was explaining to me. But there's so many different types of appraisals and appraisals for different purposes. Mm -hmm. So there's appraisals. Everybody always thinks an appraisal is only for a bank, only for a refi or a purchase. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in commercial real estate, um, investors sometimes uh, get appraisals done. Um, sometimes it's done for divorce purposes. Um, okay. Appraisals are also done for tax purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, when people are fighting, you know, uh, their tax bill, they have, um, I can't pronounce the word properly, tax certiorari is okay. called. Okay. Um, so uh, that's another form of appraisal where it's much different from a bank appraisal. Yeah. So 
they just gave me appraisals to read and said, hey, you know, read these. And I was just like sitting there in my downtime reading appraisals. Mm-hmm. And um, appraisal um, for a commercial building, it could be like 100 pages, two, 300 pages. I was about to say, it got to be an, an you intense know? appraisal, yeah. And what it is, is like the front end is like a crash course on real estate. So there's definitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's descriptions of you know the, the property types. Um, then there's market analysis. Um, you know, you analyze you know how much typical houses sell for an area, employment data, um, you know, average um, household income, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. All the statistics mm-hmm. about a neighborhood. So I was like 16 years old, like reading this stuff and just learning, and just was intrigued and asking a lot of questions. Um, then, uh, you know, they came to me and said, hey, Donovan, you going to have a car next summer? I was like, yeah, of course. Um, and then I became like a gopher, you know. Okay. So uh, before everything was online like how it is now, I would go to different um, townships, uh, you know, uh, county clerk offices. You go to the clerk and, offices? Yeah, yeah, and pull deeds. Okay. Um, you know, pull, you know, tax records, uh, zoning maps. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So you have way more knowledge than a typical real estate agent. Like that's yeah, just, yeah. that's I, not I tell people I have a cheat code. Shit. Yeah, that's different. Because level. I came in the game with a whole different kind of experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I was using microfiche. Yeah, I don't even up. know what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the hell that is. So, this stuff is ancient, man. This is like <laughs> that's this how is some like shit you get on a floppy disk or something. The seventies and eighties, they probably you know, and it, yeah. it, I think a lot of places still use it to this day. So what it is is like this big machine, and they have this like um, film that looks like uh, I remember when you had a camera and you had that that film, that black film. Yeah, like the I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. so. All the deeds and all the information for our properties, they're printed on this film. You slide it in this thing with a magnifying glass and you, and look, you look in it and then you can print it. Wow. Yeah, so I had okay. a lot of good experience using that kind of stuff, looking up properties. Damn, so, damn, you took it back with that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so to, to get back into the com- commercial appraisal mm-hmm. side of it, right? Like you must've yeah. definitely been a unicorn. I'm yeah. pretty sure there wasn't a lot of young no. black guys no. in there that field. Didn't exist. Okay. Didn't exist. So give us some experience of what, what, what you went through in that process, right? So now you're, you're not, you said a gopher, right? Yeah. We use that terminology. You're yeah. no longer a gopher. Now you're getting into the field of being an actual yeah. appraiser. So now I'm like maybe 19 years old. Wow. You're still super you know, um, I was in college slash taking appraisal classes. Mm-hmm. Then um, I had a few car accidents and I was hurt and I couldn't. You know, I had to withdraw some of my classes. Then I just said, let me just concentrate on the appraisal stuff because yeah. that's what I'm doing right now, right? Yeah. So um, I'm in the appraisal classes and everybody's like trying to become an appraiser and I'm already here like experienced. Mm-hmm. And, and people not, don't believe me that I'm actually an, an appraiser, but when I can answer all the teacher's questions and then they're like, okay. <laughs> it's got no doubt. You know, like yeah. I'm doing this stuff every single day, you know, and yeah. um, you know, I'm taking these classes on the weekends. Um, so now I'm like 19, you know, I'm getting paid a good salary. You know, you're young. You know, you don't make the smartest decisions. But I was, you know, I was very <laughs> conservative with my spending. Yeah. But, you know, here comes this 19-year-old kid. And I had a baby face, I guess, compared to how I look now. And, um, you know, these people are, you know, 
expecting somebody much different. Of course. You know, they're looking for somebody with gray hair or somebody in there, you know. Mm -hmm. It's typically to have a, like a middle-aged man as appraiser. It's like a stereotype of what an appraiser looks like, Even right? to this day. Especially in commercial. Yeah. Um, it's not a field where you have a lot of... Um, it's not a sexy field to go into. Yeah, nobody knows about it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, people know about residential, but people don't really know about commercial. Mm -hmm. um, and so here I come, this young kid, you know, hopping out to some sports car, and um, they're like, the, the main thing I always would get is, you're the appraiser? <laughs> and then it was like, everybody was like nervous, yeah. you know? Um, and on the most part, you know, once people saw that I knew what I was doing and I knew what I was asking for, they were pretty much like, you know, they were cool. And then a lot of times you see the same investors over and over yeah. again, you know? The players because, never really change. Yeah, so, you know, like, um, you know, we have a handful of banks that we work with, um, and you know, you have a lot of guys who are very active in certain markets, even though we worked everywhere. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I did appraisals from as far north at that time, Brewster, all the way to Suffolk County, Brewster, upstate New upstate, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow. most of the stuff is in Brooklyn, okay. heavy Brooklyn, um, and this Queens before and Bronx. The, whole the Brooklyn market switched. Yeah, yeah. This so, we're talking like 2002, 2003. Wow, okay. You know, um, it was a different ball game over there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of interesting stories, you know, and, um, you know. So what made you, all right, so you, you, you were a commercial appraiser, which was rare at yeah. 19 for a black guy, right? Yeah. What made you shift to say, you know what, I don't want to do appraisals anymore. I'm going to get into residential real estate. Um, so the thing was, everybody was calling me up with crazy stories um, from real estate agents they've met or dealt with, um, whether it was purchasing a property or um, a rental um, just a lot of bad stories, a lot of dis discrimination. Mm. Um, and they were looking to me for help mm -hmm. because they thought that's what I, I did. Yeah. But I didn't. And um, I was just like, damn, I just felt bad. I was like, I want to help my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so when I became active again in real estate, um, it was funny because I ended up going back to Pennsylvania, right? So okay. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm working full time as a commercial appraiser, but I'm working from home at this time. Okay. So I'm working from home 24/7, and you know the way it works is you get an assignment, you have a deadline, yeah. you know, to do it. So whether it's working from nine to nine or nine to three, whatever it is, you know, like you just gotta, you know, the product on the due date. So I have flexibility. Like, you know, I can work from nine to 12 and then 12 to one, I make some phone calls and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So my first year, and I called myself at that time a part-time agent, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody would believe that I was a part-time agent just based by the amount of houses I sold. Okay. How many do you first year? Around 10. That's not a part-time agent at all, hell no. So let me, let, me, let me throw in the curveball at you. Okay. I was living in Pennsylvania. Selling houses in New York. And you was working from home doing the commercial. And I had a full-time job as a commercial real estate appraiser. How the hell was that even possible? How did you do that? And you still closed 10 deals. Yeah. How, how so did you So that's why I tell people, like, if I could do it from two states away. Yeah. Right? From two states. I had to drive through Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Oh, Shut this phone off. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. No problem. So, yeah, I had to drive through New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um you know, all the boroughs to get to Long Island or wherever else I was doing my work at. Yeah. So um, pretty much the thing is, 
with traffic and everything, it was like three hours each way. I can imagine, yeah. You know, a two and a half hour drive, but three, three to four hours each way, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a, you know, a stick shift BMW sports car, so it was uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. like I'm shifting and stuff in traffic yeah, nonstop. Yeah. My knees are hurting me, my back is hurting me because I got the sports seats, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my back is like horrible, you know. Um, so I'm making it work. Um, doing my showings on the weekends. I am, um, you know, banging out these deals and all kinds of properties. I was ambitious going after everything. Single family, two family, condos, mm. um, fixer-uppers. You name it, I was going after it, yeah. right? Um, so there's no, there's no excuse, basically, what you're saying. There's no excuse why you couldn't hustle. I mean, listen, and, and it's not for it. everybody, man. Yeah. I'm driving five, after, like, doing all these showings, I'm driving four hours back, yeah. three hours back. Yeah. Um, it was costing me roughly $1,600 a month in gas and tolls alone. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then, mind you, and, and at the time, like, I had just sold, like, one, my other car. I had a Cadillac, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, the big body Cadillac DTS. And um, I had sold it because I just, you know, had too many cars. And, uh, you know, driving with the low-profile rims, that was another issue. <laughs> I was pretty much blowing out a tire, I think, every other trip. Wow. My wow. tires was like 350, 325. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this was like, cost. my, my tire guy was like, dude, you need to get another car. Dude, you need to get SUV. He's like, I don't mind taking your money, but this is ridiculous That's now. crazy, yeah, So like, yeah. my expense was like crazy. Yeah. Um, eventually, I moved back to Long Island, and um, I was, you know, so much happier um, living <laughs> in Long sense. Island. Yeah. And, so um, you completely, so once you moved back to Long Island, you were completely out of the commercial... No, no, no. Appra- I was still doing commercial still doing appraisals. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I actually stopped during the pandemic. Oh, you recently stopped? I recently stopped. Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, what ended up happening was it became a real funky time because part of our commercial appraisal inspections is we have to check, you know, the building from the basement to the roof. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a licensed home inspector or a building inspector, but basically with the bank size. Yeah. So we have to understand building systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm looking, if the building is a brick, I'm looking for step cracks. Um, you know, uh, we have to be able to identify like what kind of boiler is it? Gas boiler, is it oil boiler? And you also have to inspect fuel? the units as well, right? Yeah. So every bank has different requirements. Some banks want you to inspect 50% of the apartment mm-hmm. units. Some want you to inspect, you know, 10% if it's a larger building. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was just like, I'm not going to anybody's apartment. Yeah, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. And we just didn't know if these masks work, they don't work. You yeah. know, like everybody had different opinions. We got gloves. People telling us the gloves are no good because, you know, so yeah. everybody's telling us something different, right? Yeah. Um, then it became like, well, just inspect the basement and the roof and the common areas. <laughs> so, you know, we go on the roofs, we look for um, gatoring and ponding and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Because they're mostly um, flat roofs, right? Yeah, flat roofs, yeah. yeah. So we're looking for like anywhere where water, water is settling, anything mm-hmm. that could be, um, you know, a potential issue, the lentils, make sure everything like, you know, looks good um, in the building. Um, and if it doesn't look good, we gotta make a notation and, you know, come up with a cost or fix those of course, yeah. issues. Um, so we have a book called Marshall and Swift and we speak to contractors and we, you know, have an idea of like what certain things cost just from our experience working mm-hmm. with other investors. Um, so then things got really bad with the pandemic. Okay. And then that was it. 
That was it? You decide? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't decide. I got laid off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was just like one of those things where at the time residential real estate was just going crazy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Slowly though, you know, yeah. um, because the interest rates were dropping. And um, so I was just blessed and fortunate to have something else to, um, to really fall back fall on back at the same on. time. Yeah. And um, uh, I just took it and ran, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I did a lot of different things. So uh, I believe it was Tuesday, Wednesday nights, I was doing an Instagram live where I was just answering a lot of I uh, remember real that. estate questions. I think that's when we, when we originally first started yeah, following yeah, each other. Yeah, you, you were in there. You were, you were seeing. I remember um, that. And, you know, people had a lot of, you know, complicated situations. And, um, you know, I think that's pretty much like one of the things I pretty much uh, became my niche mm-hmm. um, because everybody's situation is different and not everybody can afford that renovated house, that beautiful mm-hmm. house. Not everybody has, you know, 20, 40, 50% um, put down. Um, so... You know, you have to think outside of the box, get course, creative, yeah. Yeah. and um, find things that could work, you know, for people. And um, I answered a lot of questions. I helped a lot of people. Um, I picked up a lot of clients that way. Mm-hmm. Um, through, it was, it through, was your, um, through your lives. Through your yeah, through my media. lives. Yeah. Good. Okay. Because you know what? Uh, you know, the truth is everybody's a real estate agent. Um, we all know that. I it's talk e- about it's it. It's an easy, easy entry level to get yeah. into real estate. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of capping going on, you know. Everybody <laughs> a has a lot of followers. Everybody's mm-hmm. social media um, famous. But mm-hmm. people buy their followers, you know. You, you yeah. can tell what's what. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, somebody has 100,000 followers and then they have no, yeah. um, you know. Uh, there's no, no engagement or nothing, yeah. No engagement, yeah. you know, and, you know. But it's all... Like you said, it's all cap as well. So, but what yeah. sets you apart, and I think we kind of almost in the same. And realm. I don't sell a lifestyle of my personal lifestyle to show like, oh, I'm this successful person. Yeah. Um, you should hire me as a real estate. Yeah. You give I want to show you that like, I'm knowledgeable. Yeah. About real estate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that I drive this that car. Not that I'm on this and that island and whatever. <laughs> not yeah. that I'm at this and that restaurant. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't help you get a house yeah you know exactly that doesn't exactly. show that i know what i'm doing so um you know i keep it very plain jane for a simple fact that um you know it's not to distract people from you know from what England. i know and yeah. you know what i'm saying and you know everybody's different and everybody wants to do you know the fancy stuff and you know i think it's great i think it's cool i think maybe one day i might try it but um i like the plain jane thing because people see you the, know, like the power is in the information. Me, you know, that's that's how yeah. I look at it. The power is in the information, especially if you could convert that com- that communication to people. Yeah. Let's put it like this: There's a lot of people that look like us, right? Mm-hmm. That want to get into a home. They want to get into the real estate part of their lives. Like we, we're pretty much around the same age. Yeah. So as much information as you could give them, you're going to attract those people, yeah. right? Because we just don't know. Like we yeah. we don't learn yeah. this stuff. And even even is the funny thing is like. Even some of my clients who own houses, even people that I know who are investors, they still don't know a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was doing um, Take the Test on Tuesdays on Instagram where I was, um, you know, I started off with some really entry-level basic real estate topics, mm-hmm. multiple choice questions, and everybody can, like, you know, pick an answer. And then eventually over time, I graduated into more complex to more complex, things, yeah, yeah. And I threw in questions, um, you know, and when I say real estate, right, real estate is a lot of different things, right? So I cover questions about residential real estate, renting, investment 
stuff, um, development stuff, um, you know, condos, co-ops, um, because these are all different property types. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, just people just don't know about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was, you know, starting to do this and I was, and still to this day, I just always try to learn as much as possible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I have the cheat code, you know, because I've been in a different section of real estate for so many for years. So, yeah, for a long and time. I've seen yeah. a lot of things evolve and transpire right in front of my eyes. Um, you know, for the, I guess 20 years I've been in, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I've done investment grade real estate throughout the country, yeah. not only in New York. Okay. So I've done appraisals in um, Colorado, Florida, Connecticut, New Jersey. And, you know, I've flew out from all places. That's, you know? that's dope, bro. So like, I, got, I had to become like um, an expert on whatever market I'm working in. Let me ask you something. So now that you say that you had to become an expert, right, in every market, do you think that, I'm trying to think of a way to word this. It's not easy for guys that look like us in this no, business, right? No, I'm just keeping it a buck. No. Do you think that that's more of an advantage to you? Do you think that the people that aren't getting this, the, the information or the doing the research that they should be doing, what, what guidance would you give to a young cat getting into the game, right? Young guy, black kid, whatever it is, that's trying to get into the business, that what, what information is Don giving them? Well, anybody looking to do anything, regardless of what industry, I always tell them, you wanna be educated, not only in what you're doing, but everything that affects what you're doing around you, right? Mm. So if you're in real estate, you wanna know about mortgages, right? Um, uh, you wanna understand, you know, like, how things are uh, financed, right? So for like the talks of residential real estate, um, you wanna understand, you know, the different mortgage types, you know, conventional mortgage versus a FHA mortgage. Um, you know, how it benefits your buyer, how it benefits your seller, you know, what things can be a disadvantage to your seller or your, you know, your buyer. Mm -hmm. um, you understand, you understand the main structural components of a house. Yeah. That's one of the main things that's, I think, lacking in our industry. Um, people open the door and you like the house, but like, what is it? You know, like how many amps does it have? Yeah. Um, you know, like I tell people when I, when I do home tours, I, I don't do the van white, bro. I don't go yeah, to the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing all that stuff. I'm looking for, yeah. like you said, I'm looking for the ampage. Yeah. Let's go in the basement. Let's look at, see if there's any leaks. Let's look yeah. at that roof. How old yeah. is the roof? It's, it's about the bones of the house more yeah. than the, the cosmetics yeah. because yeah. we know cosmetics could be misleading. Yeah, you know what and, I mean. And um, you know, a perfect um, thing you, you you brought up cosmetics. Um, so I work with a lot of first-time buyers. I work with a lot of first-time sellers. Um, so and the first-time investors, right? Um, so I took a buyer, first-time buyer, and a lot of people don't realize, especially like us living in Long Island. Um, there's a lot of people who've never lived in a house before mm -hmm. that are coming from the boroughs that only lived in buildings their whole life. Um, they never lived in a house. Mm -hmm. They don't know what a boiler looks like. They, they have no clue what it is. Yeah. So I have to like pretty much educate them on like a crash course on everything that's going on in the house and how it operates and you know. So went to a house listing um, said, you know, renovated house, granite countertops, blah, 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 new kitchen cabinets, blah, blah. So, I go in the house. Um, well, first from the outside, um, I, I looked around. And I saw there was no gutters. I pointed out to my client. I said, "This is a problem mm -hmm. um, because you know the water's just falling off the roof. 
and it's going to go down, right? When yeah. it goes down, where does it go? It goes into right the foundation, basement. into yep. the basement, right? Mm -hmm. um, sure enough, we go inside the basement. Along the wall, you see watermarks. You know, like, I was like, remember what I told you outside? This is an issue. Um, you know, you have mold issues. Um, you know, you have moist basement. It was, there's crickets down there, mm -hmm. like, you know, different bugs. Um, the kitchen, the kitchen, they said it was a new kitchen. Um, they had uh, they did the new paint cabinets. Job? They painted you know, new cabinets, <laughs> but it was old the back. So it's new cabinet doors or something in <laughs> yeah, the I've old seen back. Yeah. Um, it, it, it looked great. It looked nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, now, the, um, the countertops, it wasn't granite. Um, it was actually wood, and there was like something painted over it. There was like a, like a lacquer or like a film or something over it. Really? Because when I looked underneath it, right, and I touched it, and then bang in and look, it's like, this is wood. <laughs> So like you gotta know what you're buying, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what you're buying. How can you buy? How can you put an educated offer? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because if you're looking and and when I when I when I show my clients a house, whether it's buying or selling, I send them all the houses that sold in that area within the past few months, so they're educated on. All right, mm -hmm. this is what a renovated house sells for, and they're making their offer based on that, right? Based but, on information and not emotion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. You know, we, we're not making an offer based on the asking price um, or say, oh, we're going to go 20000 over because, but what if the house is underpriced? Well, if the house is overpriced, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have to do what makes sense um, because at the end of the day, if you're buying with a, uh, a mortgage, it has to appraise, right? Yeah. And then you waste your time if, you know. Now, what are you seeing out there as far as we're in a, a bananas market? It's crazy. Yeah. Everyone's going way above, way above list. They're throwing out everything, appraisals, inspections, all that good stuff. Yeah, people being tricky out there, man, you know? There's a lot of people who are, are like borderline scammers out there. And what they're doing is they're throwing out like, um, so an agent told me somebody gave them um, proof of funds. They said, oh, all cash offer, mm -hmm. right? Um, the proof of funds was in somebody else's name, right? <laughs> it's supposedly the brother or uncle or something, right? And um, like all cash, right? So. Um, but that's another you know. thing. Before you even, don't even finish that, that, that thought. A lot of them don't even know what to look for when it comes to that. Like they hear all cash. Like you said, they, they're looking at this, the proof of funds. It could be someone else's name. It could be a dated, uh, um, a, a dated um, printout from the bank statement. A lot of these new cats don't even know what they look for. So let me even tell you something. Let me take this a step further. Let me take this a step further. Yeah. There's people out there going around and doing two things. Mm -hmm. They're saying, oh, I do credit repair and I can help you get a mortgage, right? And um, they take the people's money, mm -hmm. right? And um, they tell them, oh, I can help you get a pre-approval. And they're getting them, these, they're, 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 they're Photoshopping pre-approvals and they're giving them fake pre-approvals. Really? So people are charging for a service, yeah. right? To like get them of all course, together. Yeah. And um, they, they have these fake pre-approvals. You wow. call a lender up and like, I never heard of this person. Holy shit. I can tell you a funny story about that. Uh, so it wasn't a pre-approval. It, it was a guy, I had a property in Brooklyn, a four family. Mm -hmm. They were going crazy. This is right before the pandemic, literally right before the pandemic. And all these investors were coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. They were all sending me these, 
they were doing hard money, mm-hmm. but they were sending me these hard money letters. Mm-hmm. But I started to notice that all of the hard money, it was all different buyers, but all of the hard money letters looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the signature at the bottom, mm-hmm. nothing changed. So I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right. So I just said, and then let me even take that a step further. <laughs> um, a lot of the, com- uh, 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 a lot of those um, investors, their addresses are all the same. Uh, it's on <laughs> Lee Avenue. I forget the address, yeah. um, but it's all the same a- a- um, address. That's another story. Yeah, and I called. Another. I called the bank directly because mm-hmm. something didn't sit right. The number that was on the, the letter didn't feel like the number that should been that should have been on that letter. So I started doing a little digging. I called the brand, the manager of whoever managed that. The guy went through the files. Like Sean, I don't know who the hell these people are. I never heard of him in my life. That is not. He's like, send me that letter that you have. Spooky. Send it to him. He's like, yo, this is not even our letter. Yeah. That stamp is not ours. Mm-hmm. It, crazy bananas. Yeah. So Tell I'm you. glad that you say that because a lot of these guys aren't doing the research that are getting no. these these. I call him these perfect. like that. Um, you know, guy that you know I saw earlier. Yeah. I called him up on Monday and I, you know, I verified that you know his person who's who they said yeah. they were and you know told me about them and you know. yeah. There you go. There you go. You're doing the legwork. So now I know that's a real you know official you know legitimate bona fide buyer exactly exactly not somebody who went through a middleman and you know that's crazy i didn't even know know, that was a thing even with rentals Mm -hmm. um i'm seeing fake pay stubs i did probably fake credit credit reports Mm -hmm. um and i catch everything because you know like i've been outside before you know what i'm saying (laughs) i I, I know the road code you know what i'm saying Yeah, yeah and um so it's funny how i caught one um this company uh this 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 credit in the credit report the lady had a, a car note with um, this car dealership that only sells like high-end sports cars, right? Mm. The lady came in a gypsy cab. I don't know if you, were, <laughs> you know what a gypsy cab yeah, is, yeah. right? <laughs> so they came in a gypsy cab um, to, to, for the showing, right? It doesn't have a car. And I'm just like, you know, this, does, this, is, not, <laughs> this is not making any sense. Yeah. And talking about gypsy cabs um, for, for a minute, it's funny. Um, I don't think I've ever discussed this on social media or anything. Um, when I was an appraiser in 2008, I got laid off 2009, you know, with, with the whole economy that crashed. Ooh, tank, yeah. um, and I seen my like, departments get wiped out, like department by department, everybody getting laid off, people who were with the company for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, today's your last day. Mm. And, um, and it's like, damn, that, that sucks, because imagine you're working with a company for like 40 years, you don't, you don't have any, you don't have a resume. Nah. You don't have any clothes to go on interviews. Nah. Um, and there's no plan B. You know, yeah, you know, unfortunately for um, some people. Um, so I was very disgusted with corporate America and I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. So I, I was a dollar cab driver on Jamaica Avenue. Were you? Yeah, yeah, Maybe that's yeah. where I saw you before. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the spot on off of Queens Boulevard. I got my Crown Vic for three fifty a week with the bulletproof glass in the back. Where were you parking? Right on 165th Street? No, nah, man, I was driving up and down Jamaica Avenue. Oh, you was up and down Jamaica Avenue, yeah. like towards Queens uh, Village, along, like the Queens along Village. Along the bus line, going to the F train. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. so we're just hustling, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. picking up, blowing the horn, boop, 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 <laughs> flagging people down, people flagging me down. Yeah. Get in the car. Who don't got two dollars? They got a dollar. Yeah. You know, and just. Packing up the car, three, Hustling. four people in the back, two people in the front, Hustling. and we're driving to the train station, yeah, going yeah, to work. Yeah. And eventually, I worked my um, way up to um, getting a black car and getting into luxury limousine service. Okay. Um, and that's what I did for a number of years while the economy was down. Yeah. Um, you know, I had like my own private chauffeur company. I had Escalades, and I had um, town okay. cars, and you know, 
that sort of thing. And it was pretty lucrative, you know, it was, it was amazing. Um, but again, I was on the road a lot. I had Damn. to manage a lot of stuff, you know, from accidents, people being late, you know. No, of course. No, everything's no, a headache, man. Yeah, everything's a headache. We, um, we connected recently, right? We've been having a lot of like DM conversations. Yeah. I put up a post and I forgot what it was about. Um, I put up a post and I said, I feel like I have to sell myself more to my people than other people. Very interesting a- topic. Interesting topic. What is your stance on that? Like, how, what, what does Don feel about that? Because we had a very intense conversation about this. You know, um, I, I personally, you know, a lot of people come to me from referrals. Um, you know, <clears throat> uh, I do go out there and get my own business as far as door knocking, cold calls. Like, I do everything. Postcards. I do, like, the whole full circle thing, you know? Okay. Um, I feel that is an issue in a lot of scenarios. Um, I've been through it, but I'd say, like overall in my personal experience, um, you know, people pretty much, you know, you know, are coming to me because either through them referrals, they, either referral, yeah. or they've seen and they heard me speak online mm-hmm. and you know what I know. Um, and, you know, I, I don't tell people I'm different. I just rather show them. Rather show, yeah, yeah of um, course. So, you know, uh, it's different, you know. But when I, when, I, when I go and I door knock and, you know, like the other day, I, 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 I rang this guy's bell. He opened the door. He looked me up and down. And he was <laughs> like, oh, everybody's doing real estate now, right? And I was like, you know, I've been in real estate for almost 20, over 20 years, you know, like, yeah. like somebody who's new. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he would talk about the, the, the market, you know, and he was misinformed. But I told him, I was like, he was like, he was like nobody has money right now. Who's buying houses? I was like, oh, <laughs> like he's, he's definitely not outside, outside. He's out of it, you know, so I had to put him on, you know. But I mean, I hate to say this, you know, as real estate agents, um, you know, stereotypically, um, you know, we look a certain way, we dress a certain way, mm-hmm. we drive a certain car. So it's like, you know, a lot of times people judge you on that. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I tried to like tone everything down as much as possible, so I'm not. Yeah, they know, want like, you to look successful, you know. but not too successful. If you look yeah. too successful, you're making too much money. Why should I be paying you? You're making too much money. It's but if you a, don't look successful enough, maybe you're not getting enough business. Yeah, it's a very, very crazy field, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a crazy field. I'll give you um, an interesting story. So this is last year. It was, it was through a referral. So I got a referral. This guy's mother passed away. He was trying to sell the, the mother's house. Went to the house, suited up, and I'm not, I, I, as you see, I don't really wear a lot of suits. Mm-hmm. I, I gained a lot of weight. I'm trying to lose the weight before I get the suits again. Yeah, yeah. But I went suited up and everything and had a great rapport with him. Him and his sister, great rapport with the guy. Gave him the number that was going to make sense. Um, they had, he had mold issues in the basements. They gave him recommendations of, of how to do it. He, we were going for it, right? Mm-hmm. Signed the paperwork. Cool. I get a call back. Two days later, uh, we decided not to sell the property. Hmm. I, well, I know you have to sell a property. Yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. People, days, people don't realize that, like, you know, it's going to show up. It's public record. It's public record. You know, it's, 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 it's marketed to the public. You're going to see if, it went, if you went with another realtor. So yeah. it's like, you know. So now it pops up a few days later, and I look at the realtor. Even with buyers. Mm. You know, if they say, oh, I, I'm not looking to buy anymore. I can just look your name up in public record and see that you bought a house. <laughs> the same way, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, your name is on the deed. You know, like, I'm going to see it. Like, hey, you bought a house and da-da-da, and then I can even go further and see what house you bought and what realtor, mm-hmm. how much your loan amount was. I can see your whole I business. I can see everything, yeah, yeah. You know, so and they don't realize that know. either. 
So the, the house pops up, back up on the market and I'm, I'm looking at the agents that listed it and I'm like, wait a minute, they don't look like me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's three three agents. Mind you, this house is in, in Queens Village. Mm-hmm. Three agents that are coming from, I think they were coming from Brooklyn somewhere. Mm-hmm. Don't look nothing like us. Don't know nothing about Queens Village. So now the guy is calling me every other day to ask me questions. So I'm like, bro, like, why are you asking me this question? You know what I'm saying? So me being the typical guy I am, I'm giving them a little information. And after a while, I'm like, bro, I can't keep asking. Ask your agents. Oh, they don't respond to me. They don't pick up the phone. I'm like, whatever happened with the mold situation in the basement? Oh, I hired a company. They charged me $20,000 to fix it. What? Like, you paid 20 grand? Oh, yeah, the, the, agents, they paid, they, the agents paid for it up front. That's why I went with them. I'm like, what do you mean they paid for it up front? You know you're paying that money back, right? Oh, you serious? It took them seven months to sell a house. You know, the and he are, sold it underpriced. The people of food, man. You know, like, they see them as food for them, man. Crazy. Food. They know how to eat. <laughs> They know how to eat off of these people and, you know, they, they, they talk the talk, you know, and they just run circles around them and they make them sign their name on the dial line. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's a sad story, man. Sad story. Yeah. And he couldn't get out of the contract. And I was like, you just paid 20 grand to get that basement finished. Oh, not even finished, to get a gut. He just gutted the basement out. $20,000. And you can't get out of this deal because if you do, you're paying him that $20,000 back. Yeah, you know, there's good agents and there's people, you know, with any, any business, there's, any business you know, yeah. there's people who are, are slimy and there's people who are good people who mm-hmm. do good business. I've came across, I'd say, more good agents than bad agents. Same here. Um, Same. You know, there's a lot of great agents out there, um, you know, from all walks of life, from newer agents to, you know, some of the OG agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of horrible people out there and, uh, you know, they're just looking for that come up, you know? Everybody's looking for a quick and, buck. Um, That's why I think it's a little too easy to become a real estate agent. I think yeah. they should definitely shift that. Um, the, entry, the entry point to get in is a few hundred bucks. Yeah. You don't really have to have much knowledge, but you could, you could really swindle people out of a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What experience are you seeing? Um, being a young black real estate agent on Long Island is, needless to say, it's not that broad. Right? No. It's not. You go to some of these companies, it's not. I, I, the company I'm with, I even say it. Mm-hmm. So we had an award ceremony recently, and I noticed I was the only one in the room that kind of looked like me. Yeah. And it kind of got to me in a way. I'm like, damn, like, I know there's people in this industry that's, that's, that look like me that's, that's doing it. Yeah. But what the hell is going on? What is, your, what is the, the scope of the landscape that you're seeing that's going on out here? Um, you know, everybody's background is different, right? Um, a lot of agents come in as um, part-time, looking to go full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's looking to make extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, you have companies that you know, sell the dream and that lure them in with maybe a higher commission split. Um, and then a lot of places become probably like a little clicky, you know? Yeah. Um, my friend is here, my cousin's there, you know? And, um, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, I get recruited all the time. I have everybody calling me. Same here. Looking yeah. to, you know, bring me to their company um, and uh, making me all kinds of offers and um, just have no interest. <laughs> you know, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, if it's a commercial company that calls me, like a Marcus Miller, oh, I'm not supposed to say any names, but, you know, if a commercial <laughs> yeah. company calls me, it's a different story, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you know, these residential companies, um, again, they know how to lure people in, right? 
And it's like, you know, they're going to make their money one way or another. Everybody's in business to make money. Of course. So yeah. um, they might tell you, you know, like we can give you this, that, and a third, and it might sound better than somebody else. Mm -hmm. But then when you turn around and you're in, you know, like next, every, every day you're shelling money out for something. For you something, know? yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's the same thing, you mm -hmm. know. Sometimes this guy who might sound better is not better, you know, and mm -hmm. the one who might not look better might be better, you yeah. know, better fit in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so some people don't see the value of what comes along with certain companies that are not as, um, you know, selling that dream. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so what happens is the agents get no value, they don't get any training, then they just end up really not growing to their full potential. Um, they become part-time forever. And, and um, yeah, they end up doing just a handful of deals a year instead of transitioning to a real full-time agent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because the education is where it's at. That's, that's what's going to separate you from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even people reach out to me. They're like, my cousin's a real estate agent, but I see you really do real estate and I want to work with you. You know, and, um, you know... Uh, I've had people hit me up from other states. Like, yeah. yo, are you licensed here? I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not, but I can refer you. They're like, no, we don't even want them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's people, like I said, they, they want that education. They want mm -hmm. that person that they feel that they can be comfortable with. Yeah. That's a game changer. And I would tell you, because I was part-time for years before I became a full-time agent. Mm -hmm. But I was always, con I was going to these events to educate myself. Like, yeah. I, I'm just, a, I'm a nerd yeah, when it comes to it like Zoom, that. I, you know, I take all the Zoom classes. As, and as many as you can. Instead yeah. of going to brunch on Sunday, mm -hmm. instead of partying during the week, if you don't have any clients, you should be YouTubing yeah. it. You should be yeah. on these Zooms. You should yeah. be really knocking it out the park. That way you can become that producer. Not only that is, I'm, I'm teaching a lot of agent stuff. You know, I'm helping a lot of other agents, even agents that are not even my company or, you know, mm -hmm. there's no benefit for me. But I mean, you know, if it's somebody who's a friend or somebody who reaches out with a, you know, sincere want to learn yeah. about something, you know, I share, you know, the little knowledge that I have. And, have you um, ever thought about starting a team? You know, when I first started, I had a few agents, you know, that I brought Did to um, okay. my, my brokerage. Um, but, you know, they were part-time and they had full-time jobs and, you know, they were good. They were great people, um, you know, but everybody has their... Um, their time in their life where, you know, you know, and for some of them, it wasn't their time. And there's one guy still rocking out. He's doing his thing. Um, he's, he's doing an amazing job, um, you know, but um, everybody else kind of moved on to different things. Right, and, yeah. you know, like, listen, like I, w I went through the same thing because I was with a brokerage before I was doing what I was doing, what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And um, it just wasn't the time for me, you know. Yeah. Um, I was going through a lot of different phases in life, personal life, and um, I also owned a DJ company. Damn, dude, yeah. what didn't you do? So, I feel like, dog, I feel yeah. like you I did are a lot the of jack things, of a, but yeah. the music you can, was. You can sell a house in, and yeah. DJ the house party at the yeah, same time. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You know what's funny? Um, <laughs> I actually DJed open houses. Did you? That's yeah. dope. So there was a condo development in Queens, and they did like a fashion show. Okay. Open house at night, like a fashion show, and they had like. Um, uh, Which one in Jamaica? No, this was in like uh, I want to say Elmhurst or one of those okay. somewhere around that vicinity. I don't think it was Jackson. Maybe it was Jackson Heights. Probably Jackson Heights. Jackson Heights. Um, yep, Jackson Heights. Um, and they had a fashion show. They had art, you know, on the wall for yeah. sale. And they had um, they had 
some Filipino pastries. Um, they had. Um, That's dope, though. They had drinks. Yeah, okay. And it was just a different environment. That's you know? a vibe, though. Yeah. 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 So I actually DJ at an open house before I was even a real estate sales agent. I was an appraiser, <laughs> but um, that's that's yeah, fire. Yeah, that's fire. Damn. Yeah. So I, I DJed from I was like, from like I was a teenager all the way to like probably, shoot, 2012. You don't you don't play around with it anymore. You don't got no tables and nothing like that anymore. Well, I have Serato, my records. It's Serato right now, right? Yeah. I mean, I still have my records. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was great, you know, but. Kind of took a nosedive in 08, you know, when a lot of people were canceling on me. They were like, Donna, I don't think I'm going to have a job in six months. I don't think I should have this expensive yeah. wedding anymore. Yeah. And then from there, I had to sell the vans and sell the equipment. I had lighting. I had all kinds of stuff. Oh, you was, you was really into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, okay. I had a full, you know, you had a full co- full company. That's um, what's up. Elma High School, I DJed all their proms, all the school events. Wow. Um, Great Neck High School, Wine Dance High School. Um, I can go on on. There's a high school in Corona, I used to do, do their events. Damn, um, bro. But like in Long Island, which was good, I, I would do 7th to 12th. 7th grade to 12th grade. Okay. Our, our, our high school in yeah. you know, that region is 7th to 12th. Okay. So, um, you know, so a lot of parties. And then, you know, it's like the senior barbecue. It's the multicultural night. Yeah, you know, it's actually a good networking thing too. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play around with it a little bit. So, um, you know, then I just throw parties in nightclubs, really? um, in the city and in, in city? Long Island. Um, you know, so all the spots you probably been to. I, I DJ at Jamrock. I DJ at Nagasaki. Oh damn! You took me back to Jamrock. Jamrock. That <laughs> was my home, man. Really? That was my home. I still talk to Paul. Um, you know, he's doing his thing. The owner of, um, you know, that yeah. place. That's what's um, up. He's doing his thing. And, you know, I still keep in contact with a lot of people from back in those days. Father Buddha, head of security. Yeah. Um, he was security yeah. for Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's how I know. grew up in Jamaica. I yeah, knew Cheeks yeah. since I was a kid. Yeah. I grew up with know. his brother, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know all these guys, you know. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Everybody's doing good, man. And, you know, I, I reach out to everybody once in a while and everybody's like family, you know. Like yeah. Distant family, you know. You don't got to talk every day, but, you know, when you talk, yeah, you when you talk, you know, you're on the phone forever. You know? Yeah. I feel like you never so. missed the beat. What's um, the um? What's the plan? What's the goal for um? I don't like doing ten year plans. I think that's too long. What's your two to five year plan? Like, what, what you trying to do next in the business? You know, the next thing I want to do, um, is um, open up opportunities for people. Um, how do I say this? To do different things. Um, in real estate and help them, you know, achieve their goals. Okay. Um, on the consumer end, you mean? Um, both, you know, on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so agents come to me and they ask me advice and, you know, and listen, I, and I'm very upfront with people. I'm like, you know, I don't sell a million houses. You know, I don't know everything. Um, but people still reach out, yeah. you know. Um, and also I work with a lot of investors, you know. Okay. And um, I've worked with, you know, beginner investors. I've worked with investors who, you know, I, I like, you know, I helped two sisters buy their first, um, their first multifamily property. They only, they already own, you know, their multifamily they live in, nice. but they were, you know, their ver- first investment property. And they're probably like in their 60s or 70s. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me like 20s or something. Uh, uh. So it's never, it's never, too, it's it's never, never too late. late. Nah, it's that's, never too that's late, amazing. You know? I like that. I love it's to hear stories like that. Because you know what? It, it's like, 
We put too much of an expiration. You know what? They 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 live a very simple life and they're very happy and you know yeah. um, they saved their money and they were able to you know come up with a great down payment and you know it, it, it's for their grandchildren at this point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they have everything they need and they want, right? Um, you know their children are working. Um, you know, and it's it's just, you know you got to plan you know generations ahead. You know, yeah. so it's you know. I remember I met a couple. Um, you familiar with St. Albans, right? Yeah. You know where um, Merrick Boulevard is that Merrick? Am I thinking of it? No, not Merrick. That's um, God damn it! What is that? It was that building that's been abandoned forever. It's a, I think it's a CVS across the street now. It's like that triangle-shaped building. Ah oh, man. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I remember um, uh, they were they were renting it out, and I and I went and I met the the family that was actually that purchased. It was a black couple that purchased that property, and I was talking to the husband. And he just retired. Mm. He was a retired, I think, detective, he said. Mm. And he said he always wanted to get into real estate. He always wanted to become an investor. And that opened up. This is, I was doing real estate for maybe like two years then. Mm-hmm. You know, I was super green. I didn't know what the hell yeah. I was doing. But it, it, it triggered something for me. I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. But we, like I said, we always either put an expiration, doing, expiration yeah. date on ourselves or we rush ourselves way too yeah. quick. Yeah. And, I, and I fell victim to that, meaning rushing myself, because I'm like, oh, if I'm not doing this at a certain age, I'm not really doing it right. This is before the whole social media. We've got, we got a whole long stuff. life ahead of us, man. A whole life. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that to say this. Um, after 2020, everyone became gurus, right? Yeah. It's yeah, the world yeah, of gurus. Yeah, everyone's yeah. a... And everybody's charging you for something. And everybody's charging you for, charging for class, something. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. What are you seeing? Have you seen a boom in people that are looking to become investors now? Yeah. What what, yeah. what yeah. education are you giving them? Are you just see that they're strictly not even ready for it yet? Like, what are you telling them? So a lot of people are just um, getting a lot of uh, false information from online, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the problem with information that you get from YouTube or you get it from uh, you know Instagram or wherever you get it from social media or a seminar. You have to make sure that the person that you're listening to and following um, is speaking about your market mm. because what might work in Tennessee or Atlanta is not going to work in New York <laughs> yeah. so then you got people who are listening to these guys from out of state mm-hmm. and then coming to me like yeah I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm like no. but so, <laughs> so you could and I tell people in theory you can but in reality you can't you can't yeah you know and, yeah. and that's that's the honest truth you know uh, we move very different in New York um, California moves different. Um, uh, you know, New York operates different than Pennsylvania and, and, mm-hmm. and Connecticut, you mm-hmm. know, and New Jersey. The thing you is, know. I get, like, you can't, some people are like, you know what, I, I just want to, I want to get to it. I don't want to sit back and think about it too much, which I get it. Like, you have, sometimes you have to take action, but you have to be educated at the same time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. once yeah. you're in, yeah. bro, like, you might be, yeah. this could be grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. And you I know? tell people, you got to have all your stuff in order yeah. before you even make a move, mm-hmm. um, you know? So you have to have your, 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 your contractor, your lawyer. Um, Contract is clutch. You know, yeah. Contract is clutch. And then I tell them how to go and, you know, do the research, go to their job site, see their work, see how it <laughs> looks, mm-hmm. um, you know, how the research, like, you know, like online, you know, if they're pulling permits or not, you know, yeah. we're not getting into that. But, you know, in New York City, you can see a great amount of information um, you know, and a lot of people don't pull. It no, is what it is. Know, of course. But you know, um, you know, you need 
something to know that because anybody can say anything you know mm -hmm. i can go on social media and say hey i'm the king of this and that and the third and people are going to believe me man <laughs> as long as you sound me, confident man. enough if i tell people i got a hundred doors right now they're going to believe everything i say man yeah. it's like yeah, i've seen a lot of people with a lot of doors um, i don't know where they're getting all these doors from but they have a lot of doors all of a sudden. <laughs> you know and i want to talk about that too man yeah there's a lot of people bragging about their doors which is great you know um but they'll never show you what these properties look like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I work in a lot of neighborhoods where a lot of people have these doors. These properties look horrible, man. Yeah. They have no grass. They have Slum no front lords. lawn. Slumlords. You know, huh? like, yeah. you know, like, there's no landscaping. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it looks just like... And then it's like, they don't tell the tenants to, you know, clean up or garbage is on this day, you know? Take, yeah. And it's just there's garbage in the back. There's garbage on the side. Yeah, do the research on you know, whoever like, you're When too. my clients are looking at houses... You know, um, you know, nobody wants to buy those houses that are, you know, next to those doors, you know, because yeah. they look like a lot, crap. Of those, a lot of those landlords may be upside down too with this whole. Yeah, you know, it's this it's unfortunate situation with yeah. um, all these laws that we have here in yeah, New York uh, State. In is New York, but and that's another thing you, you know, have to know your market uh, is, as far as like the laws, the tenant laws. You know. and how they protect it. Certain markets are different. You can't, you can't evict, evict someone by the stone. I, I got a lot of sad stories, man, in my DMs every day. Yeah, I can imagine. You know? um, and I guide people the best I can as far as how to you know, resolve certain issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I have um, you know, people that you know, help. And, uh, you have some of these attorneys. There's that a just lot take of things that like, people don't know that they can do. Because they just don't know. They you just know? don't know, yeah. And so I educate people as much as possible yeah. without saying too much. Um, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course. But I, I put people in connection with, you know, the right companies that, you know, do what has to be done to help them to their best ability um, dope. legally. Dope, so, dope. Well, yeah. we got we um, to get you to do like a course or something, bro. You got a lot of knowledge that you got to give out there, man. Yeah, you know, I, I call a lot of useless information, you know. <laughs> it's um, not. It's... it's it's, I don't think it's a such thing as useless information. Yeah, I think no. if it's coming from the right perspective, the right place, the right person, yeah. it's all, yeah. it, it could all travel further. Yeah. And that's why I said it's a lot of people that- And I give away for free. You know, you follow me, you see, I, yeah. I put in my stories, um, who's following me, they absorb all this information. Yeah. And, um, you know, the people who follow me and are inspired to get their real estate license, they're coming with like a head start from everybody yeah, else yeah. because- um, I talk about like a lot of advanced level stuff, you know, and mm -hmm. um, people who are watching this might be like, oh, it's a house. Like there's a lot of different, there's a lot of yeah. things that could happen. There's a lot of, um, mm -hmm. you know, even with rental properties, what to look for, how to look for it, um, how to screen tenants. Bro, um, people, when, they, when they're purchasing, <laughs> people have no idea how to even look at a rent roll. If they're purchasing a property with tenants, they, they don't even know where to start. I got people all the time. They want to buy these uh these uh houses with non-paying tenants because it, the, the price is because the price is cheap and like, um they have like a you know like a fha mortgage or something and i'm just like you can't buy the house with the mortgage because the appraiser can't get into they the can't house. even get into the house yeah and so, how are you getting the tenant out 
Exactly. How are you getting this tenure? Can you even and afford to go through that battle? And they have three and a half down. They don't have yeah. $20,000, $30,000 to give somebody an offer like, to like, get, <laughs> yeah. up, get them up out of there and move them and put them in another apartment. That's a fact. Um, you can't buy these houses. And I'm always, I'm like, people look at me like I'm the bad guy, you know? And some people, they'll listen and they'll understand it. And some people might want to go to somebody else that will tell them something different. And then they'll hear it from somebody else and they'll come back to me and say like, oh. Bro, I, t- I tell right. buyers all the time to walk away from the property. Like, yeah. yo, you want my honest opinion? I wouldn't buy it. I let my clients know, I do not need to sell one house to make a living. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I don't need to. Um, and, you know, it's nice. But um, the thing is, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you do what you feel is right. I'd rather educate you and show you the comps so you're making a decision um, based on, you know, uh, market data and mm-hmm. your personal emotions. Um, and... and uh, you're making an educated offer, yeah. not like a stupid offer because yeah. you want to be stupid or you want to be, you know, stupid low or stupid high. You know, like the market is the market, you know, and that's it. Yeah. But now if you're an investor, you have an experience, um, you know, you're the boss. You know more than me, man. What can I tell you, man? You know, <laughs> so I have, I have clients that, yeah. you know, like I let them do their own thing. Tell me the number, whatever works good for you, let me know. And they, they you know. Um, they tell me the numbers and, I, and if, if it's, if the number is not good, I, I disagree. I, I'm gonna let them know. I'm gonna say, yeah, same here, yeah. I, I don't think this is, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I want this house. I need it. I want it. I have to get it. I have to get it. What am I to argue? Mm-hmm. You know, this you is, know, yes, your money. This is it's what your, you do. This is, you know, you know, for the experienced guys. Of course. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, the guys who are, you know, getting their feet wet, you know, I still have to, you know, like let them know, like. What, what advice, you, uh, before you get off, because um, I got a call yesterday from an agent. Um, I know he watches the pod, so I'm not going to say his name, but shout out to Top Time. You know what I'm talking about. And he was asking me, he's like, yo, Sean, you know, I've been in the business for a little while. What are you doing to generate leads? How are you generating your leads? Like, my, my brokerage is not really doing much for me, which the broker is not. Like, if you're looking for a broker to give you leads. Like a lot that, of people are looking for that. And but that, that's upset. over. That day is a over. A lot of, um, you know. <laughs> You know, like my father was in real estate in the seventies and mm-hmm. it was just different, you know. It was like, you know The phone was probably buyers come in, they walk in off, off the street, yeah. the broker has his listings, you go show them whatever listings that you mm-hmm. know your broker has and you know, make a deal like that. You yeah. know. Um, you know, nowadays it's much different. You know, you're you know, using MLS and you know, your relationships mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's how you're getting the deals. But as far as getting um leads, um you know, I don't pay for any, you know, Zillow's or anything like that. Same here. I've never sold a house. And, you know, people who do it, um, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I understand, you know, because if you need to generate money and or get a start and, and like, let's say you, you live in Long Island. You never lived in Long Island. You're from Texas. You mm-hmm. don't know anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes, you I, have to start. That I way. guess maybe for a, a, a point of a time period, it might, you know, work. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to talk about that too much and, you know, um, of course. you know, be too negative on that because um, I was the least know. when I first first started out because I had mm-hmm. no idea what the hell I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you know, we all try things. Yeah, it didn't work. I, I think I closed one deal. Crap. I didn't close any. Um, <laughs> After doing it like three, three, four times, I closed you know, one deal. So I know. didn't even make my money back. But. And then these guys were just hounding you for more money and more money and spend more money yeah. per month. And, you know. So what, um, what would you tell them to do? Because you're not paying for the lead. So what would you tell them? I like social media for? a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. I like social media a lot. Um, I like sharing information with people that they wouldn't see anywhere else. 
mm-hmm. right? So that will set you apart from everybody else. Um, I do cold calling. Um, I, I get a lot of people who are, you know, who are not that pleasant, mm-hmm. you know, but I deal with it and I calm them down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I come from a point of not like, oh, do you want to sell your house, right? But I mean, um, and just to like clarify and, you know, stay within the boundaries of the legal legalities of, course, of everything. Of um, you know, I technically don't cold call right now. I, I, I call people that I already have a relationship with that I've mailed them something or oh, yeah. we already had contact with. I'm not calling mm-hmm. right now because we're not allowed to cold call yeah. um, because of all the rules from, you know, let's not talk about that either, mm-hmm. you know, because I can go on and on about that, you <laughs> know, and all these rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm calling these people up and I let them know about, you know, if I have a listing in the neighborhood, I, I tell them about it and I ask them if you have a friend, friend or family member mm-hmm. looking to purchase, I can help them. Because the first thing is like, when they hear real estate, I'm not selling my house, I have nowhere yeah. to go. What do you want me to live in the street? And I'm just like, no, no, no. You know, I just want to know if you, you know, have a family member that might be looking to buy a house. I know right now is a very competitive time, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people are out there house hunting, and maybe they might, you know, you might have, you might know somebody, you know, who's in that situation. Oh, my cousin, my daughter, my this, my yeah, that. Yeah, that's when the conversation shifts. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, there you go. I had some people come to my open house the other day that were just from cold calls. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, okay. Just inviting yeah. them to the open house? Yeah, they were looking to buy a house similar to the one I was selling. Dope. You know, Dope. Okay. and they came. Yeah. You know? So you would say, utilize social media. That's what I, that's, that was my advice. I'd say yeah. you have a free, your phone is in your hand. That's, that's, you can't get anything more free than that that has the most reach. Yeah. You cannot. And I, I've gotten a bunch of listings from cold calling. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So cold calling, door knocking. I think you have to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Definitely your, um, your, your sphere if you get some referrals going. I sold, um, you know, a bunch of my friends' houses, um, you know, uh, you know, I've sold their parents' houses, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, the sphere is, is, is great. Um, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, constantly, you know, social media, people don't really utilize social media the way um, they should. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they make content. They, um, you know, go out there and film themselves or, you know, and everything is, you know, the pretty kitchen. I, I try to stay away from what everybody else is doing, yeah. you know, um, but you have to really interact with people, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm a kind of person where I like to interact with people. And you know, make jokes, and you know. That's what I, um, that's what I do. That's why I go on people's lives. I comment you know, now. You know, I and, chime and in. I, I'm doing it because I like doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like you know BSing and um, you know uh, talking talking shit all day, and you know, or or talking about real estate. You know, yeah. um, you know. So I have a lot of conversations with people. Um, you know, I'm watching these people's kids grow up right in front of my eyes, man. You yeah. know, like people who you know they're posting their kids, they're posting their kids um, basketball games and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like. You know, it's, um, you know, everybody becomes like family to me, you know. That's dope. Um, and uh, I love it, you know. Uh, it's um, interesting times and the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we're a part of um, a huge change, man. You know, like just think about, you know, when we were in high school, what, what life was like, you man. know. Um, Simpler times. You know, like <laughs> we didn't have, I mean, I had a cell phone, but it couldn't do what it does now, you no. know. and. I had um, the, what's the name? Um, uh, what the I had a Nextel. 
I had an XL. Yeah. I had the other one. That, it was a small one. I, I had the flip thing, the, the Skytel pager, two-way pager. Yeah, I had the two-ways. Yeah, yeah. We, we evolved a lot, man. Yeah. But definitely utilize the social media stuff. Yeah. Do some door knocking. Do some cold calling. I told myself, even if you know agency in your office, that it's, it's a crazy market. It may not be on the, the listing may not be available too long. Mm-hmm. But if they mm-hmm. have a vacant, like, go to that listing. Showcase it. Like, yeah. do anything yeah. that's going to yeah. put you out there yeah. in front of everyone else. Yeah. And I know me personally, there's a lot of things I need to probably personally improve on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, know, I know we spoke and, you know, I have to, you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get this guy to do videos. more content. I'm trying to get yeah. this guy to do more, yeah. more content. Because yeah. yeah. you got the info, yeah. bro. You got to just, just, yeah. just go out and do it, man. Because yeah. you do it on your story, so you're, you're comfortable yeah. doing it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just go yeah. for it, man. So, uh, yeah. We're going to get him to do it. That's, that's, that's what we're going to get done to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I definitely got to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about it since last year. I, was, I knew I was like, I, I got to do some more, uh, some more content and put some more personal stuff out there um, so people could see um, I'm just like them. People always think that real estate agents are like some superheroes. We live this perfect life. No. Um, and um, they, we, there's always stereotypes of uh, what a real estate agent rich, the perfect life, perfect, you know, everything, um, you know, beautiful people, nice jewelry, mm-hmm. um, you know, flashy this and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I let people know, man, I'm just like you, you know, like yeah. I am. Um, Listen, that's why I showcase as, the family, man. I show the kids. I show the possible, you know, show the um, shit I go through you know, with the we kids. all have, uh, you know, uh, you know, past issues. We all have family members that are, you know, whatever. We all yeah. have um, divorces. We all have stepchildren. We all have, you know, I'm not saying me, but I'm yeah. just saying, you know, in general of, of, of us all, we're, we're exactly just like you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once people, when they start working with me and I tell them a little bit more about my personal story and whatever, yeah. um, they feel very like, you know, like comfortable, like, like more relatable. More relatable, like, of course, wow, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. shit. You know, like, Bro, it got to the point, because I, I, I post my kids a lot, because my kids, they helped me shift my life. Like my mm-hmm. life was totally different direction before I had my kids. So mm-hmm. I use them as my, that's my why, right? That mm-hmm. was always ask. So that's why I post them a lot. But it, it gets to a point where people, when we show up, they think the kids are going to be with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because they feel like they know yeah, my kids. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they see the happy birthday. They're like, yeah. wow, she's full already. Like they, yeah, they want to see yeah. that personal side of you. So yeah, yeah. as much, and I get it. Some people and when don't... I first started my page, I didn't have anything personal. I didn't even want my face really yeah, on yeah. my social media besides <laughs> my, my, my icon, you know? Yeah. So it was just like whatever I was working on, whatever house. And then I, you know, I came out my comfort because you gotta understand. Like as an appraiser, I was the man behind the scenes. You were behind the scenes. It makes sense. My whole career, I've been the guy behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. So it was never important for people to know really like, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I always networked and made mm-hmm. connections with a lot of people and went to you know all the young real estate professional um you know events in the city. Yeah. But um, I didn't have to rely on my personal name or marketing mm-hmm. to get business mm-hmm. because we you know we have our clients from relationships and it's um you know there's only but, but, a, handful, brand. but a bank's out there you're the brand yeah yeah they they pretty much you know mm-hmm. the work comes in you know um that's why I, when i see all these agents in there posting because you know it's the time that everybody's switching everybody's doing whatever they're doing mm-hmm. i feel like they're promoting the, the companies that they're going to more than they promote themselves yeah and i'm like that, that company pays they pay for their own branding already like you don't have to brand them for them brand yourself yeah you know when people, I mean? people think about me they don't think about oh don bailey at xyz Banker. yeah they think it's don bailey he's a real estate agent same know? here like um you know they wouldn't even know what company i'm i'm with you know because you know like 
I mean, it might be posted here and there, but it's That's not like relative. my main it doesn't focus mean anything. Yeah. of um, people you know, buying. My they, they, they're not choosing you because of that company, unless you a company has a crazy market share in that yeah, area. Yeah, but yeah. You may get the older crowd that may care more about that, but for the most part, we don't really care. Yeah. 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 But let's so, get yeah. out of here, bro. I know we could talk forever. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Pleasure um, coming through, bro. I appreciate you coming through. Yeah, no Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button, all that good stuff. Don, give him some information again on how to contact um, you. Don Bailey, uh, number one. I'm sorry, Don Bailey NY, the number one on Instagram. Uh, Don Bailey on Facebook. Uh, and I think that's it. Donovan Bailey on YouTube. I don't really. Yeah, YouTube channel? Nothing's on it. I got to. I got to change that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been one of my goals for a long time is getting YouTube because I have a lot of interesting content. You know, put it. Up, I have man. a lot of interesting content that I would love to put on YouTube. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna um, get that going ASAP. It's just hard to keep up with all these different. It is. Platforms. It's a job. It's a I mean, job in itself. There's more platforms and there's more and more. Yeah. And every, well, I think the know. thing is you have to you you have to utilize all of them, right? Because you just never know where the business is coming from. I yeah. actually got a deal yeah. from LinkedIn. Nice. Which, nice. you know, I never post on LinkedIn. When yeah. I remember to post on my eye, I post on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But find one that makes the most sense. Like, Instagram makes more sense for me because that's why I get majority of my I don't get anything from Facebook. Mm -hmm. I make, like, inquiries here and there, but I've never mm -hmm. got a deal from Facebook. Mm -hmm. But Instagram works for me. So just find a platform that works. Some people, yeah. YouTube, I get, YouTube, you have to be consistent, though. Like, you have to put that content out and mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But find a platform that works for you. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But I appreciate you coming through, bro. Yeah. Thanks for having all me, right. man. All right. We out. Ah, oh, man, that was good.